Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Looking at the ideas of sexuality, of what it is to be a male who is able to go and be explicitly sexual and, you know, upfront and direct and all that without being um, a misogynist or without being an asshole. Mm. And I know for myself, growing up with a single mother and kind of feeling very protective towards women and, mm. and looking at, at the male-female dynamic as kind of adversarial and, mm. you know, in conflict, that mm. I built up, you know, these beliefs over time that it wasn't respectful to try and have sex with women. Mm. You know, it wasn't the right thing to do to escalate, to compliment a woman, to objectify her in a good mm. way or any of that sort of stuff. Mm. And... I know for myself, like when I worked on these issues and looked at, well, why do I believe this and is this actually true? And that stuff started dissolving and changing over time. It meant that I then became a man who was, in in women's eyes, who was the the type of guy that she could go and feel safe with to express her sexuality. Um, And, you know, so one of the major benefits of of developing my inner game and working through any of these beliefs and issues Mm. was that women recognised that that's a guy I can have sex with on a casual basis or one night or long-term or whatever, mm. and he's not going to become, you know, super reactive, needy, jealous. He's, you know, I can express my sexuality with him. We can do kinky, wild stuff and whatever because he can hold space for that. Mm. So I think that's another big area for guys is that most men have been brought up with some level, you know, you often refer to this of guilt, shame and fear around their sexuality, mm. particularly in societies where, you know, the sexual dynamic is blurred mm. and we're, we're told that we can't do certain, we can't do what men used to do mm. because that's disrespectful. Mm. So where do you see this uh, in terms of your work, in terms of helping guys to look at sexuality differently? Yeah, really good question. So just to kind of reiterate some of the things that you're saying, I think one of the problems that we see in our society is that there's there's not really very much of a choice in a range of different archetypes that men can take on, you know, unless they understand what an archetype is and how they can develop that inside themselves. So... Basically, what the, and, and what I'm saying, an archetype. An archetype is like almost like a, a, a stereotypical kind of personality program or construct that we pick up in our lives as we're growing up. And in our culture, in our society in the West here, it's oftentimes we we get taught that to be a nice guy is to do you know a lot of nice things and come from the heart and all these things. But the kind of the, the penis isn't really part of the equation. Sexuality isn't really part of the equation. So a lot of guys, especially you know, you've got these sort of Hollywood nice guy movies that you know it's like a lovable loser that gets the girl because he just does all the right nice guy things and it seems to just fall into place and then there's this happy ever after ending that seems to happen when um, she realizes that the jock is an idiot and she wants to be with a nice guy that's right but you know in, in reality you know women obviously find that compassionate connected conscious part of a man incredibly attractive but if he doesn't have the ability to connect with his sexuality and connect with his ability to lead and to guide the woman sexually then that's a huge hole in, in the interaction. And I think a lot of women are disappointed in, in a man that can't do that. So oftentimes then they will you know, seek their fulfillment or their desires elsewhere. And if the other end of the spectrum is that you know, there's, there's this kind of bad boy image as well, which is like it seems to romanticise the idea that you, know, you just take what you want and you, know, you just have sex with lots of women and you just you know, do whatever you want and be much more in command. And that often is detached from the compassionate heart side of things as well. So that's too much base. That's too much penis, basically, and not enough heart or head. So 
really with the work that I do, I like to try and give guys a bigger perspective and a bigger range of, of archetypal choices so that they can be a guy that has a heart and he's intelligent in mind and he has a penis and he can use it as well. Yeah? So he's working on all levels. So he can integrate that, you know, that bad boy and that nice guy to become something else, what I like to call a romantic adventurer slash spiritual warrior. So it's like integrating the, the spiritual warrior side is about you know, having the courage to face your fears, go through the work that you need to do to be an independent empowered man. And the romantic adventurer is having, you know, the strength and skills to go out there into the world and, you know, attract, approach, attract and, and, and have great interactions with the women that you desire. Not necessarily from a place of either wanting to get all the time to feel okay about yourself, but really just from a place of fulfillment and sharing and wanting to explore, you know, the field of human experience with the feminine, you know, and have great interactions together. And that, you know, that's a distinction that I think is really good to, to get here is that one of the fundamental things that often gets missed is a lot of guys, you know, doing game, doing inner game as well to try and get something, you know, to try and get whatever, try and get sex, try and get a relationship, try and get a girlfriend to feel okay about themselves. And uh, at the end of the day, that's sort of, it's coming from a place of lack, you know, and that lack is coming from a place of fear and the, and the fear shines through in subtle ways. Mm. Um, and even though, you know, guys can be quite successful doing that to some degree, that until he tends to that really subtle sense of fear and, and, and really takes care of himself as an independent, powerful man, he's always going to be at the whims of his fear and he's always going to be looking for something outside of himself and never be fulfilled. Mm. And that's probably one of the most tragic and terrible things that we can experience as human beings, especially as men. So I think freeing yourself from that trap is epic, really, really big. So in terms of affecting these kinds of changes, because this is deep level stuff and yeah. this is stuff that I guess you know Western psychology has been looking at for you know 100 years and uh, Eastern spirituality for many many more mm, and um, yeah. yeah so how, how is it that you go about helping guys to move through these you know blockages and, and patterns and to reinstall better ones yeah really good question so the it depends on what a guy needs you know where a guy's at so basically what I'll do when I'm working with people is work out you know, where they're at, where they want to get to, and what are the most appropriate tools and techniques and ideas that can help them get there. Um, and because different guys are at different stages of evolution and they want different things. Ultimately, you know, I like to try and guide guys towards their highest, highest self-actualized possibilities and potentials and resources. So I have a whole range of different things that I can use within that. Let's say, for example, someone might have some emotional stuff. So they would like to move forward in an area of their life, but they have emotional blockages about that, or they have something strong emotionally showing up. It's holding them back from doing the thing they would like to do. And in that case, then part of my job is almost to be like a bit of a hunter and go in and like stalk what's that pattern, where's it coming from, and trace it back to some past experiences. And then using techniques like, say, for example, it might be EFT or it might be some NLP sort of trance work or timeline work or something along those lines, we can go back into the past and clear up what are the false distinctions and identifications that have happened, what are the bad stories, basically, that they're running in an unconscious level that are creating this stuff in their life presently. So I guess, for example, a guy has bad experiences with women in his childhood, so you know, the, the cool chick is nasty to him or whatever, sure. and he learns at an early age that if you put yourself out there, girls will you know, humiliate you. Sure. And so he's carrying that story with him, yeah. and then that's the thing that's stopping him from every time he sees that beautiful woman he wants to speak to her, just mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that primal childish fear comes yeah. up. Totally. So how would you, in that case, you're looking at okay, going back and investigating the way that he placed meaning upon those situations? Well, there's, there's a number of ways that might track onto that. So, you, like, one level is to just look at, well, how is it presenting in his life? So if he's got an emotional thing going on at the moment, then how is that affecting his life presently, okay? And then it's also looking at, well, what's underneath that? Because most of, more often than not, and people don't often recognise this, is that they, 
they have things showing up in their lives and they think the things that are showing up in their lives are the problem. When the reality is the things showing up in their lives are really just like, they're like the warning light on the dash in your motor car. It's not the warning light that's the problem. Mm. It's what's going on underneath the, the, the bonnet. So you've got to track on a deeper level going back to, well, what are some of the, you know, what are the core strategies that are going on here? So what, what sorts of thoughts and emotions are creating this pattern? And, and then where do they come from? Or how can you create a new way of looking at those thoughts and feelings or let go of those thoughts and feelings so that there's not going to be that pattern anymore? And like you said, like, you know, that might be a common one, for example, like a man might have some negative experiences with women as he's growing up. And a lot of that stuff doesn't even have to be direct. You know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that, you know, he asked a girl out and she slapped him in the face, for example. A lot of that stuff just comes directly from assumption or, or almost downloading information from the world around you. Right. So a child, for example, might pick up bad ideas about relationships and, and women or even or more masculinity and men and sexuality, for example, from his parents, you know, or from the from TV and from all these things. Because as, as children, we're just like these sponges that take all this stuff in. And until we develop the capacity and the level of consciousness where we can go back and look at some of these programs and change them, they'll just keep running in our lives. Mm. And basically, that's one of the most important things within a game is that if you don't take the time to go and upgrade your operating system, you're basically going to be just continually creating from that same level of operating system. So it's like having Windows 95 and forever. forever, basically. And even though you're trying to run like modern software in it, it just it gets glitchy and it won't, things crash and things don't work and you can't do the things you would like to do. Which yeah. is where you see the experience of guys who've you know learned the lines and the tools and going out and go okay I've got all this stuff and they're just not quite working. The girls just like thinking there's something weird going on here, or, and and the guys feeling incongruent, feeling mm. that murky feeling of like oh this isn't really me, mm. which we see tends to lead guys to burn out. Mm. You know, guys will get into seduction, they'll, they'll learn a bunch of tricks, whether it's natural or unnatural or whatever, it doesn't mm. matter. Mm. They're just learning external issue, uh, mm. external expressions, mm. and. After a while, they just lose the initial momentum. It doesn't seem to be quite working. Girls, you know, feel like there's just something not right. And then mm. you see these guys kind of leaving. Totally. So, yeah, and that's something we've, we've seen as we've integrated more and more internal change work into our workshops, mm. that that's the stuff that will give the guy the bedrock to continue through the highs and lows of going mm. out there and meeting girls. Big time. Yeah, big time. Big time. And, and I think a really big thing about that as well is like, Going out in the field and doing training is really important. I mean, that that, is, that has to happen. It has to be a real world integration and action happening. I mean, you can because you can have that on the flip side where people would just just stay at home doing any game work. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So you want to find a balance between those two worlds for sure. And oftentimes, I think the healthiest balance is going out, doing some things, having some experiences, getting some references, finding where you're at, and then doing some self introspection and some clearing and some journaling and some goal setting, and then going back out and then just referencing. And what you'll find happens then is there's you know, it might be a little bit of a roller coaster, but it's an upward curve mm. of, of growth. And uh, and another thing is to recognize that part of this journey of transformation is to understand vulnerability and courage in the face of transition. Mm. So, because what we find as well, you know, as you know, in, the, in our work is, is that a lot of guys, they come into this with a desire to, to get to a higher level of being, but then they don't want to spend the time or the energy to use their consciousness to really transform what's going on, or they're facing a bunch of fears that they don't know how to clear, so they just keep falling back into the fear. And it takes, you know, it takes uh, a, a commitment and a decision to really make these changes in your life. Mm. Um, so that's one thing that, that, you know, that is really important with this work is, is when you're wanting to transform your life on any level, whether it be dating or relating or sexuality or whatever, you make a really solid commitment as to why you want to do that and, and you keep showing up mm. until those transformations happen. Because, you know, we, we don't see it very often, but sometimes we have guys come in to do trainings 
But because they're not committed on their end, we can't do much for them if they don't want to show up and do their own work. Mm. So, and that's sad too because, you know, our pride and joy is to, is to really give guys the good tools and to support them as much as possible to get to where they want to go. So, um, yeah, it's really important that, that people pull their own weight on that end as well. So, you'd say it's not, it's, it's very different to, I don't know, going to lie on a couch and talk about your issues or something. It's, it, you're not going to be fixed when you come to a life coach or even a game coach. Mm. Um, ideally, you're going there to learn the tools to be able to update yourself. Sure. Well, I think miracles can happen. But at the same time, we want to be aware that the, the work is really coming from a place of internal change in the individual. So the power of a coach is that a coach has a, has a larger worldview and a bigger reference experience and a whole you know, toolbox of tools that can give the, the, you know, the, the client a, a, an experience of moving outside of their comfort zone, their limitations, their paradigm, if you will, uh, much more faster and, and to, to almost get them quantum leaps and shift. But at the same time, the people who are showing up to be the clients are the ones that still need to make the shift. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, it's the same with seduction, isn't it? Like exactly. Many guys are looking kind of for a magic pill, a rejection-free, 100% strike rate method, which they can basically hide behind. Um, and as they see with us when we go and feel, that doesn't exist. And if, even if it did, I'm not interested in teaching it. Because mm. by going through that process of, okay, you've learned the tools, you have a mentor, you have someone supporting you, but then stepping out into the abyss, the mm. unknown, mm. trying it out, and then in that moment where you succeed or fail or whatever it is, mm. being able to like, be okay with that mm. and being able to go, all right, well, here I am, and that girl just spilled a drink on me and everyone laughed at me, and I'm still okay with myself. Mm. Um, and that's you can't have that feeling by learning some trick. Totally. That, that comes through developing internal resources and resilience and, um, you know, more of a, a balanced and kind of relaxed view of life and all that kind of stuff. Totally. Well, I think, you know, that's about moving from a position of being a, a dependent a dependent individual. So oftentimes, you know, a lot of guys will come looking for something outside themselves to be okay. You know, if I just learn the seduction technique, I'll be fine. Or if I just have the world's best dating coach, then I'll, I'll transform. Or, you know, if I just learn the, the special in-game technique that will transform everything, I'll be fine. And what that does is it, it's still a state of dependence on something outside of themselves. They're not realizing their own internal strength. Um, and it's not easy to instantly get that change. But the, the aim, in my opinion, is to move to a, to a state of independence where you do have access to your resources and your confidence to be able to move through the journey of life. Because the truth is, unfortunately, as much as we would like to be wrapped up in cotton wool and have everything safe all the time, life is a roller coaster of all kinds of experiences. And the more that we show up with the capacity to deal with that, the more exciting and more fun life can be as well. And I think so much pain happens in people's lives because they're seeking to have comfort and safety constantly and they're not really giving themselves permission to experience the full range of what life is. So a lot of energy and time gets wasted on trying to resist against that which is true, basically. Mm. And you can't win that game. It's like trying to jump in a river and swim upstream constantly as much as you might be able to do it for a little while. Mm. Eventually, you're going to go downstream. And I guess even if people are successful in the sense that they create safe bubbles, then they essentially create prisons. That's very true. And like was, it comes back to what I was saying before, is that you can create, people might create a fortress to protect themselves at a certain stage, and that might be great because it's comfortable and safe, but then at the later stage, they realise their fortress has become a prison, and then they need to move beyond that and create a different space for themselves. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if people want to step out of their fortresses and prisons and, you know, take it to the next level, yeah. what, are, what are some of the, you know, I guess the specific areas that you help clients with and that you have available in terms of your coaching? Sure. So yeah. maybe if you want to talk a bit about, um, you know, your coaching services, what you do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I, I work with such a broad range of different things. I guess that 
the, the, the major things that I like to focus on typically is helping guys improve their confidence and helping guys get a bigger direction and purpose uh, in terms of an identity that would like to feel in their lives. So oftentimes my work is really focused on clearing up limited identities. So like I said, the old operating systems that are no longer helping and they're actually hindering. So looking at how can we move that forward. So sometimes guys aren't really clear about what the next steps are, so they need to do some work on, on clarifying well, what would they like to create in the next step. Some guys are clear on what the next steps are, but they're not sure about how to make those next steps or they feel blocked to make those next steps. So in that's the case, we can clear up some of that stuff as well. And you know, some guys uh, have things going pretty well and they know where they're going and they're moving towards it, but they have something that's still holding on from the past they'd like to clear as well. So we can look at clearing that stuff. Mm. So basically, you know, in a way, my tools are pretty big because I can work with such a broad range of things. Because because we're working with neurological change and emotional work, it really opens the floor to a lot of different things. We can Because, you know, studying NLP and things like that, you can break things down into structure and, and look at what's going on. So it's not like I just focus on anxiety, for example. I can work on a whole range of different things. And it sort of depends on what people are prepared to work on and where they want to go, and then we can sort of work from there and develop that. Um, so. Awesome. All right, so I absolutely encourage everyone out there to check out more of Shay's stuff. The adventures continue. Yeah. So thanks Steve, for appearing on the show. Thank you, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And thank you, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Peace out. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.